Welcome to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore living the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are your thoughts keeping you small? Are you ready to get big? I will offer you ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. Explore what is keeping you small and how to shift your behaviors in order to get big. Learn what is possible for you. Get ready to get big and live life out loud starting now. Carrie, kick us off. Hey, good morning, <laughs> and everybody listening. I love the music because we're both like jamming to it. Yes. Are you ready to talk about the little things? That's our topic for today. Yeah. And how we can focus on enjoying the little things in life. Um, and I think it's so great to talk to this this topic with you specifically because you are so great at noticing things in the world. You're very attentive to things and you also live life in a really big way. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you today about noticing the little things. You know, it's interesting. Can I talk about this for a minute before we get rolling? For those of you, Carrie Knutson joining me here today, Get Big Out Loud is her show. And what I love about Carrie is it doesn't matter whether I'm doing a show with her or not. I am kind of following her lead in a sense. And I want to tell you why for a minute. And then this has to do with our topic today, Carrie. You know, one of the things I love about you, and it's been such an honor to take this journey with you, is it didn't matter, like, what was going on on the outside, whether you were back in school, whether you are not back in school, whether the kids are back in school, what Get Big Out Loud has been in the forefront of all of it. And people may not know this about you, but I just want to talk about this for one second, because it is a big thing and it's a little thing. Your your business is to speak. Knudsen speaks. And like so many, I, you know, the idea of speaking in the traditional way we've been doing it, that has been something we've had to arrange and rearrange. And today we decided to talk about the little things for a reason. And the reason I love the little things is because we're, you and I are not going to define for everybody today what we think is big and what we think is little, right? Isn't that the subjective nature of this? So let's just start off by being clear about that, Carrie, right? Oh, I love that you brought that up because the idea of, yes, what's big and little, what's meaningful, what's important, um, how you perceive the world. Um, I feel like your perceptions, your opinions, your realities are very much yours. And that whole um, idea of judgment, <laughs> what is a little thing to you versus someone else or a big thing, you know, can really keep us from engaging in our own life with our own mindset, with our own, I'd say like affirmations of our experience and also our own knowledge about what makes us feel good. What makes us feel like we're living? What, what, what things in our environment light us up, right? What things do we notice? So yes, it's very subjective and it should be, it absolutely should be. You know, it's interesting. I was having a chat with somebody this morning, you know, she who will not be named, but you had the chat with her too. And I, uh, and it's Monday. And so on Monday, I make sure that I do what most entrepreneurial people do. And that is we go in and we take a look at our bank accounts and we see what we're doing and where we are and how we're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you go in and what you notice is 
that you notice like it's Monday. And for my bank in particular, you're just wondering what is up with them. You know, why is some of the transactions taken and some of them are not? Mm -hmm. And, you know, people say to me, why do you even bother looking? Why do you do that? Why do you go there? And, and I will say that as a business person, which is so out of the content for me in context of how I operate, I've had to pay attention to little things that I would not normally pay attention to. And let me just say why. So for some people, this is a little thing like checking to make sure that there wasn't some kind of activity with my bank that they put a freeze on my account. Now that's the good news. That's a little thing that they do to prevent a big thing. Those are the kinds of things we do every day to keep ourselves going. Mm -hmm. But there are little things when our confidence is lagging, when we're feeling emotional, when we're just plain tired. Yeah. You know, we just don't know how to bring it back to that calm, central place. And that's what you're talking about here today. Definitely, because I feel like our lives are so on high, like, you know, we're going, we're busy, or we're crazy busy, whatever we say. And the idea of the quote that I wanted to share was, you know, one day you like, oh, I have to make sure I get the quote right. You're like me. You're, you're, you're like me with the quotes, right? Hold on. I got it right here because I know I did it. <laughs> little things for one day you may look back and realize they were the big things. That's exactly I want to get it right, right? And the whole idea of this to me is many times we go through our lives and we're, we're, we're rushing around doing the things, but we don't realize we like we're missing the little things. Um, and I feel like we'll get to them later, right? We'll get to enjoy myself later or notice things later. But the invitation today is sometimes when we're going on such a high speed or our lives feel chaotic or we just are existing, you know, just trying to get to the next thing, we're really miss out, missing out on the human experience, right? Of, enjo of enjoyment, of pleasure, of slowing down, of noticing. And the reason I think this quote is so beautiful about one day you'll realize that the little things were the big things is usually when we think about when you get sick or when you see people on their deathbeds, they're like, all they're saying is tell so-and-so I love them or make sure you know love them or, like, or they'll relive moments of their lives that were special. They weren't, they were like, I'm so glad I stayed at work extra all those days. I'm glad I just burned myself out at the office. I'm thinking on all those days I barely ate or slept because I was doing whatever. No one's reflecting on that. Right. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's, that's also true when you see, you know, friends and family, you know, your lives change. And let's say you have friends from college and you are busy in your lives and you haven't seen them for a while. And yet when you reconnect and they see you as a person, not as your job or as your status, you be, you're seen again. And that's like a little thing, right? In a world full of busyness, um, we get to be seen sometimes just for who we are without our titles or our status. So the whole idea of how do we notice some of those little things now even in the chaos and the busyness because this is it's it's kind of like dualistic thinking i'll either be totally on i said like the fast and the furious or i'm going to be in like a restorative yoga class right like totally zen appreciating listening to my body understand my breathing listening to the sounds in the room and i kind of feel like most of us it's like 
I'm either fully on or if I'm noticing little things, I'm in a restorative yoga class situation. So my goal is to say, how can we find a middle way? Yeah. Right? How can we still live our lives and be noticing the little things? And what can that do to improve our lives? That's what I want to talk about. I, I think it's so important to talk about it because, and again, I like the one we started out about this, is what may be a little thing for me is not a little thing for you. What may be a bigger thing for me is not necessarily. So we're not here to tell you what's bigger or little. That's it. Throughout the show, ask yourself the question, what is a little thing for me? And you're going to see how Carrie's going to walk us through this because we're going to walk through this and we're going to look back. And the question I think that you ask is so brilliant in this. Are we truly living or are we merely existing? Are we truly living and are we merely existing? And, you know, I got it. Can I just digress for a second? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so when I need to have a little space, like all three of us worked all last week and over the weekend. Uh, and Olivia is at the helm here helping us out this week. And thank you, Olivia. I can't thank you enough. Um, and so we're here. So people, so I got a call from one of our hosts, right? Took care of that. I met with three clients, did a bunch of interviews. So last night I text Jessica and I, I said to Jessica, hey, have you gone to see A Quiet Place 2 yet? Because we talked about that. So that's like a little scary movie, but like one of my favorite all-time quiet place. I just, oh, anything. Emily Blunt can do anything and I'll watch her. And she said, yeah, it's really good. And I said, you know what? After going through 438 emails just today, I think what I'm going to do is rewatch A Quiet Place too. And I watched that thinking about our show today. It is a movie. Of course, it is a scary movie but it's filled with little things. The movie's filled with little things, you know, and I thought about this in preparation for today. We could go through life. Like for people, I haven't seen the movie. For people, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to give out the punchline. But what little things made it good? Like, what is it about? Yes, I was just getting ready to ask you about this. I want to hear from you. We've gone through a big thing in 22 months, but we've gone through a lot of new little things. Can you talk about this idea of experience, both little things, big things, but one of them really points to merely existing and the other one points to living, Carrie. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody listening knows what both of those feels like, right? Sure. Well, that's, I mean, that's why we're talking about it because it's such a human experience, right? It's not about working in a certain industry. It's about our humanness, right? And so I think the quote that we're talking about is a Jack London quote that says, the proper function of man is to live, not exist. And I think when we look at our lives, many times, if you really look at it without judgment, it's, this isn't a judgment, but a lot of times we can tell, oh, okay, this part of my life is I was just existing here. And then we see other parts of our lives, oh, I'm really living here. And so the, again, the invitation is to be like, well, what am I doing when I'm really living? And it doesn't mean that everything's perfect, right? It doesn't mean that everything has to be in this ideal state, because this is another thing we tend to do as humans. It's just how our brains work. We are always living in the future. And it's always, when I do this, then I'll be happy. 
When I do this, I'll have more time for this. Once this happens, I will feel uh, like I've achieved success. Once this, like it's always this racing towards the future. And then we're constantly never catching up to ourselves, right? And so we never exist in the moment of what if in this moment, I'm okay right now. I'm doing the best that I can with what I have in this moment. And is that enough? Am I enough? And what if it doesn't have to be perfect to be really good? Or even in situations like that are very sad. And I'm thinking, for example, like when my father passed away, in the moment of being by his bedside and doing all that, I've never been so present, I think, to like everything around me and the sounds and stuff like that. And it was actually amazing to get to be fully present in that moment. So even I wouldn't say that was a joyful moment. I'm so glad I was present, truly present. And the small things were the little things that happened like that, that you wouldn't think. The big thing is that he passed. The small things are the things my uncle said, the thing the nurse said, the way my mom and I talked, the special song we ended up singing, like all the things that I look back on, the little things in that big moment were what tethered me. And it wasn't because it was an exciting, fun moment. It was sad, it was the end of a life, but I still was present. And that's why I feel like in our lives, we're, we're kind of on the hit for what's good, what's great, what's exciting. And that's not what this is about. This is living our real lives, our very real lives in the present moment. And one, there's a quote that I love that I wanna share that says, if you're living in the past, you're probably depressed. If you're living in the future, you're probably anxious. And if you're living in the present, you can probably find peace. Mm. And I'm not, I don't know who to attribute that to, but the part, part I love about the quote is that it doesn't say if you're living in the present, you'll be happy. It says, if you're living in the present, you can probably find peace. And I love the idea that finding peace, even in the midst of worry and, and strife and busyness and our daily to-dos and all that, could we rise above to me, like the low level expectation that we all are harried, running around, tired, exhausted, frustrated, waiting, waiting for that special day, be in the moment of our lives in this moment that we're in right now. And that's what appreciating the little things is about. And I love that we're talking about this because let me tell you about a little word that if you hear the little word or you start to speak the little word, you know, you're at a tipping point. You're, you know you're at the place between coming a victim or becoming empowered. And it's the word I can't. And the reason I love this word is because I learned this lesson myself a number of years ago. And I would go into my boss and I would be like, I can't. And I remember her sitting there, Mary Louise Smith, and saying, and just looking at me and saying, you know what? That's not the right word. You really mean you choose not to. Is that what you're saying? I said, no, I can't. And she's like, uh, no, you choosing not to. And I remember this, and I'm not going to take up the entire show because she did this for about 20 minutes with me. Like the whole thing was that, just back and forth, the whole thing. <laughs> Until she said, why don't you choose something different? And I said, like what? She said, why don't you choose this? Now, that may be to everybody out there, like you may be thinking, I know how to do that. But that is a little thing that was actually a big thing. But see, you're talking about there a change in your conscious way of thinking. Yes. 
right? And to me, yes. is the pivotal thing that that we have control over to become conscious of our thinking and then how we speak and then the actions that we take because of the thoughts. And so in that moment, why it was so important for you is because something changed in how you thought. So every time you say, I can't, you have, instead of your brain saying, yep, I can't, and agreeing with that, you've set something new in place to be like, I can't. Oh, I'm making a choice. Do I have another choice? The same as like when people say, I heard this once and I really like this. When people say, I'm too busy, instead of saying, I'm too busy, saying, that's not a priority for me right now. Because yeah. we do get things done and we, the things, things get done even when we're busy. But I love that way of saying, and so if I'm too busy for all this, like really thinking of it more as a priority, as a way to shift my own thinking about busyness. Like, that's not really a priority for me right now. And I was like, wow, that's a different energy to it. That's a different opening. That's a different level of blame or ownership. So I really like what you said, because I think that puts it back squarely on you to decide. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tell me what you do with this. Tell me if I handle this correctly. And oh. then I, then we're going to jump into some identifying some really little things that really are little things to us. But everybody think about it. So I noticed something really interesting happening. And I, I get a couple of calls and I, I work with the host and I talk to you all on a regular basis. What I noticed all of a sudden, and I talked to Linda and Jessica about this, is almost every person we're talking with starts out by saying, Pat, we know how busy you are. And, 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 and even in emails. And I looked at Jessica and Linda and I said, I wonder where everybody's getting, I wonder where they're getting this from. I said, because I'm no more busy what to use the word I'm no more busy than I've been like all my life I mean right. um it, it's I don't feel like I don't have enough time to do things and I said you know I have a I have a full schedule because I want to mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying I have a full schedule doing what I love because I really choose to do that and it's such a different energy and you know the three of us had to look at that and say yeah you know, it's really interesting that folks wouldn't understand that even with my full schedule, even talking to them on weekends, I choose to do that. So I don't do that from a place of overload or overwhelm. And it's a, it's a small, it's a nuance. But can you see the energy shift in that, though? Oh, yes. And that's, that's where our the energy shift is connected to our feelings, right? So when we yeah. have energy that motivates us in a different way than it's out of my control i can't possibly i'm just this like we give up right but then we we let other things pretend like they're in control of our lives and really what makes us feel good in such some level is what do i have control over what can i own as my own what own as my own sorry what can i own you know <laughs> that was bad english i'm sorry <laughs> But that, that idea of like ownership, right? And also self-directedness and thoughtfulness. And I, again, I talk about consciousness all the time. And it really just is another way of saying, bringing awareness to how you are thinking, right? Because then that can create changes in actions and behaviors. And that is so powerful. And it doesn't have to be like, to be earth shattering <laughs> a small shift. It could be a small shift. And, and Dr. Pat, what interesting, what's interesting to me about when you say, you know, I'm busy because I choose to be, there's a difference between you being busy because you choose to be. And then there's another person out there. You're like, well, she's that busy. So I better be as busy too. Or I got to hustle for my work. Yeah. You know, 
there's a difference in saying like, I'm busy because I choose to be, and this is what I like to do, and this is how I like to do it. But, but it's I not- don't even see myself as busy. But I other mean, people might. Have you ever? They had- do. Like, oh my god! <laughs> Anybody that looks at my calendar, if you looked at our calendar, we should actually show our calendar once in a while on the video. People would look at that and be like, "Oh my goodness!" But the little things have a feeling or or they give us a response right yeah and that's why I'm talking about you know I'm talking about the perceptions right we have to really find that groove you know let's talk about some little things let's start with flowers okay I put start with flowers let's start right there go ahead I put down, I wrote a list of little things. And one of the things that brings me great joy, no matter what season or what's happening is flowers, either seeing flowers blooming, noticing other people's flowers, buying flowers. I buy flowers for myself every week. And one time my neighbor said, you always have fresh flowers. Why? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I love them. Like, I just find incredible joy. And literally it doesn't have to be fancy at all, but I I'm not waiting for anyone to buy me flowers. And if I did, I'd get my like birthday, Mother's Day kind of situation. But I want them every week and I love them. And so to me, taking the time to grow my own flowers, like in my yard, I spent like one um, morning over the weekend, just like cleaning up my flower beds. And I just thought about being near flowers for me and seeing difference and possibility and colors, something in me resonates right with that and noticing that like sometimes I'll notice a bud opening and I'll be like, oh I wonder if it's coming tomorrow like I get all you know and then you might be thinking what right but to me for an unknown reason that brings me great joy and I have access to it and I put it into my life because I need a little hit sometimes of that idea of like beauty color growth opportunity new, whatever, whatever words you, know, you want to associate, that's what I think about. And so I put the flowers into my life in different ways um, as a little thing that brings me great joy and also a reminder to look at my environment, to, to see the beauty in the differences, right? And, and so that is a quick and easy way for me. And I've, I've done that for quite a long time now. Um, and it's just something that feeds my soul. And I love that we're talking about it because we get to, if we know that about, if we know that about someone, then we get to appreciate that about them without a judgment around it. Mm -hmm. Um, Linda is not a big flower person, although loves flowers, but loves African violets. And so as kind of a little housewarming to the new apartment, right? New house, she gets this African violet right? These little African violet things, right? And Linda can get them to grow like it's nobody's business. So we get it. It's sitting up there by the sink, right? Mm -hmm. Then she gets another one. And here I am, right? And and you could hear Linda's thoughts. You better not kill this because I'm not great with African violets, okay? (laughs) And she pointed out to me the orchid that I just killed. I'm great with other things like the plant behind me. This was dead a long time ago and I'm bringing it back to life. Roses, great with roses. All the roses were dead. They're back to life. But I know that about her Mm -hmm. and I'm taking great care. And see, that's why little things are important because they also connect us. 
See, they connect us. If we take the time to share those things, if we take the time to appreciate those things first with ourselves, then with others, these little things are relationship superpowers, don't you think? Oh my gosh, it's making me think of a story I want to share about exactly when you say relationship superpowers, um, about when I shared something that was a little thing. And it was funny when I shared it, this was with a group of um, entrepreneurs um, a few years back and I was on just on my journey. This was around seven or eight years ago when I just started off. And um, I was like attending this meeting with entrepreneurs and um, they had asked for people to speak on their money goals and times when money had meaning. And I kind of felt ridiculous about this, but I also wanted to share because these were people making so much more than me. We're talking like in the millions and I'm making in the hundreds or the thousands, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm really starting my business. And um, I told them though, the very first time I got paid to speak, I got paid $40. And I was so excited because I thought as soon as I get paid to speak, I'm going to go open a bank account, my business bank account, with my $40. And I, that, that means I'm legit. Like I'm, I'm doing it right. <laughs> Yeah. I literally went to the into the bank like Woo, I got this forty dollars and then I slid it across the counter and I'm like, um, can you look up Knutson speaks and I gave them the account number I'm like does it say Knutson speaks they're like yes I'm like let me see it and it, I said so this is my first check and I said and will you give me a receipt he, the guy's like absolutely I'm like okay let me see it let me see that it's in the bank and then I saw it and then I got my receipt that my first deposit into Knutson speaks was forty dollars. And I was overjoyed and it wasn't the small thing. Wasn't the amount of money. It was that I had made money doing something that I love. And in that moment, like appreciating it and making the teller, like, let me see the screen and let me say, and then feeling in my heart, so proud of myself in that moment. And the the reason I shared it with this entrepreneur group, because I wanted to talk about how money sometimes striving for money and getting to the number is not what makes us happy. It's like, what are we doing? to fulfill our purpose and then get paid for it. And that's how I wanted to yeah. run my business. So that was the point of the story, but I couldn't believe how once I shared that <laughs> people came up to me and they're like, I've lost my joy. I've just about the numbers or you're in your $40 story, whatever. And so it was amazing that that story connected people to more to their purpose. And it wasn't about the, the actual, like I've made $40,000. Right? It was just like, it was the idea of feeling joy around being paid to put something out in the world and be, and then, and then starting something like my business will start with this $40. And so I thought that idea of sharing to me, your little things sometimes inspires other people to think about their little things, right. Or helps them to say like, Oh, she's, she's really in the moment with that. How could I be more in the moment? Even if it's not about the same thing, right? So when we share our little things, it invites other people to either share in our moment and get a good feeling from that or it inspires them sometimes to think about their own little things. Yeah. I love that you're talking about this. We're going to take a short break. Carrie Knudsen joining me here today. And by the way, she also mentioned where you can find out more about her. Go to Knudsen Speaks. It's K-N-U-T-S-O-N speaks.com. You can listen to her shows on Transformation Talk Radio, also on our website. And, you know, what we're doing today is just that, get big out loud. We're going to get big out loud about the little things. And I love that you're talking about this. One of our listeners uh, sent me thank you notes on a regular basis she's amazing thank you notes on a regular basis and in them she'll clip out articles she'll write things and she'll put money 
in an envelope. And I get those and I have kept every one and every bit of what she sent with me. And people say, well, geez, you know, how do you do that in your day? How do you know? First of all, I read every email I get. Secondly, I open my own mail, right? And sometimes it'll go to Benny and Benny will have to forward it to me. But if we're not taking time for the little things, then how do you accumulate the energy of multiple little things that could literally transform your mind and your heart and your body? When we come back, are you living or are you existing? Do you have a sense of what that means? When we come back, we're going to talk about a number of little things that may make you smile. But in the end, do you want to live? Do you really want to live? Do you really, really want to live? Let's take a short break. Everybody will be right back. Even though your home base is one Enneagram type, you have characteristics of all the types. Tune in to Enneagram Conversations with Renee Siegel, the second and fourth Monday of each month at 4 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn how you can unlock your unlimited potential. Visit URPurePotential.com for more about Renee and her work. That's the letter U, the letter R, PurePotential.com. Have you heard about shifting the collective vibration and consciousness on the planet? Join me, Kimberly Barrett, on the Sharing Love and Light show every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at TransformationTalkRadio.com to explore the depth of vibration and consciousness on our planet and learn how you can shine your love and light. To learn more, visit SharingLoveAndLightShow.com. Can you truly say that you know and love yourself? Corny Cottrell is an author, speaker, and 21-year active duty master chief with the U.S. Navy, here to encourage you to take back your power and live your life with intention and purpose. Tune in to Unapologetically Favored every fourth Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. Walk in your purpose. Visit unapologeticallyfavored.com to learn more about Courtney. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The Power of Inspiration and Awakening Radio with Juliet Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles shares stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. Does your life often feel like an emotional tsunami where rogue waves crash down on you, leaving you feeling hopeless and wondering if it will ever end? Do you wish to awaken the dormant strength inside of you? Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Start today by scheduling a complimentary consultation with Martinet. Dive into your healing journey and begin to see your life in a new light. 
Visit martineemmons.com and make your appointment today. Oh boy. Hey everybody. Welcome back. This is Get Big Out Loud, Carrie Knudsen and me, Dr. Pat. This is about living the complex, funny and beautiful ride of life. And Carrie, you decided to talk about the little things. Before we get to that, just fill us in a little bit on what you've been up to and how people can find out more about it. Yes. So if you want to find out anything about me, you can go to KnudsenSpeaks.com. That's K-N-U-T-S-O-N Speaks.com. And what I've been doing is I started, so I'm a therapist by training, and I started doing talks, really public speaking around um, things like emotional intelligence or conflict resolution or mindfulness. And it has kind of, it was grown. And since the pandemic, I've switched then to virtual. And now I'm just starting, some people are requesting in person again, which is getting exciting. So <laughs> kind of in that place of doing both. Um, and then because I was doing so much speaking, I also decided I want to help people who want to speak be better speakers. So then I offer coaching for people who want to improve their public speaking or just feel more confident around it. So that's been great. And then I also have a one woman storytelling show that has, I hope that maybe in the spring we'll be able to do it again. So I basically everything I do is about taking psychology off the couch and taking ideas that we find in psychology directly to people like you who are listening and to people in my presentations to make it tangible and relevant and useful for their daily lives. And I think this is part of the conversation that we're having too. So thank you for sharing that. What I mean by that is, you know, we're having a conversation here in, you know, some of the changes we're making so that we can get bigger out louder and, you know, with positive media and positive talk. Um, before the break, what I was asking people was to think about the little things. And I made a statement, I, and I would love for you to comment about them. You know, if I do, if I got the little thing, well, I'm just going to call it little thing one here, right? And then I'm doing little thing two. Before you know it, you're accumulating the energy of this. It's almost takes on a life of its own and its own momentum. Every time I do the dishes, I see those violets those those two little things that linda put in the little plate telling me water them from the bottom and i'm reminded of my best friend mm -hmm. it's a little thing and every time i do the dishes i'm looking at them and i'm doing the dishes and it's there can you talk about that because if we're not talking about the emotional intelligence side of this you know the emotional intelligence side of the little things and understand the value of it then sometimes you're right. We will not take time for them. Yes. And part of really understanding why it's important, the idea between living and existing, right? Just, yeah. or, or just going through our days or taking time to notice the little things. And to me, it again, doesn't have to be an either or. There has to be a middle road. And the reason I think it's important to do this is because when you notice the little things, that creates a feeling in you, right? So like a feeling of calm or of hope or of understanding or whatever it may be. But our feelings tend to drive us, right? And our thoughts about our feelings drive us even more. Like if, if we can find calm in the moment or if we can breathe in a moment or if we can notice something in our environment that brings us joy, even if we're not having a moment of joy, like, like the whole thing doesn't have to be perfect again, but I'm thinking about little things like when I brought our cat T-Rex to the vet one time. And I always laugh when they're like, T-Rex Knutson, you're up T-Rex. And people were giggling in the, and I was giggling too. And I was like, 
he's mighty, you know, whatever. But just that little <laughs> moment of giggling, right? Like T-Rex is the name of our cat. And that's what <laughs> the T-Rex canoes in Europe. So just laughing with other people, right? And even this weekend, I was um, on my way to a gig in, um, in Colorado, I was driving. And this guy, had, it was he's driving a car and his dog was in the front seat with him with his ears flapping out the window and looking and he had this, the dog had the best face. So we pulled up to the stoplight together. And I was like, this dog was making me laugh just by its is sheer enjoyment of the wind in its ears. And the guy was driving his car, but the dog was enjoying the moment. And I just said, I've, I've loved seeing your dog enjoy sticking his head out the window very much. It made me giggle, right? So to me, that is a fleeting moment. Those are like little fleeting moments, right? But when we have those moments and we can appreciate them, what it does is over time, you find yourself how am I feeling about my life? Well, how am I feeling about my opportunities? What am I noticing in my environment that I've created? Like uh, my kids drew a sign during the pandemic said, keep your hopes up. And I have mm. that sign in my office now. And I've seen it so many times that sometimes I don't even see it. But the other day I was cleaning, I was doing laundry and cleaning, picking up God knows what along the floor. Right? And then I was like, I looked up and I saw that sign and I was like, Yes, like I can, you know, and they drew these cute balloons on there in spirit. Like it was so sweet. And I thought <laughs> it made me think about the cuteness of the moment and how they were trying to be supportive in their way. And like, I just took a moment to look at that picture. That's all. And then I went about my day, but it changed because I, in that moment, I brought some consciousness to it. I let myself be there. I let myself go to that memory. Um, I let myself breathe. And, and it just, those things add up in your day either to help to me, like set you up for success, or if you're really stressed out and high intense and all that stuff, it helps loosen, you know, your energetic grip yeah. on tension. It allows for moments of levity or softness or awareness to mm. kind of tackle the tightness that some of us feel. I, we've been getting to work a little bit early. I'm a morning person and it doesn't mean I, I, I can't, you know, stay up a little bit later, but you know, I average about five hours of sleep. I've never really got more than, I can't remember any time in my life ever. Like I can't even remember ever where I needed like, Oh, I gotta get my eight hours. Never. That's never been me. That's like Linda, but that's maybe Jessica, but that's like never been me. So I get up earlier and I leave the road earlier. So I'm on the road at six o'clock this morning to come in because we have an exciting new producer starting today. And I get in on this dark road and I haven't seen something like this since I lived in Jersey. And I'm on this back road that I decided to take to work and a raccoon family, the family. <laughs> the little baby raccoons, they came first crossing the road. Okay. I'm like holding my breath, like, please don't have a car come. And, and then crossing, And then the, I don't know if it was the mama, the papa or whatever. And they, and cause I slowed down uh -huh. and they turn their head to look and they keep walking. Now, why is that a thing? I'm a spiritual person. I've also studied in certain traditions. That was a thing for me. See, that's a little thing. That's not, oh my God, the raccoons. That was like, I got to look up the meaning of that today. 
What did you feel in the moment when you saw them? Was it excitement? Was it interest? Was it? Oh my God. It was such a mixed feeling because not the first time that I've been confronted with an entire family. I even got confronted with a raccoon family in Florida. And like, I didn't even know they lived in Florida. Um, but in New Jersey growing up, you know, and especially in the countryside, you know, a lot of raccoons, but very rarely do you see a family cross the road in front of you. And as opposed to Linda, who is the queen of rabbits, <laughs> just all of a sudden rabbits, Linda goes back to Jersey, there are no rabbits. But I looked this up and see, this is a little thing. And I, and the reason I'm talking about it is because not only was it a thing, but it kind of hit me emotionally. And what did it remind me of? It sort of took me to another place in my life, right? To another time, mm -hmm. to another place, like, you know, beautiful place I lived. And then it brought me right back here. And I, I slowed down enough to let that family pass. And then I came here and I looked it up, you know, so this morning when I came in, I started to look it up and I looked it up. But see, that is a little thing that I took a moment to take in. How long did it take for them to finish crossing the road? Not even like 30 seconds. All right. Because they were like moving like fast, right? Like, and I don't know why the babies were out in front, but, you know, they went and then. But I really took a moment to take that in. And, you know, in nighttime, when they look, their eyes like shimmer. Mm -hmm. That was my little thing moment today. But that's so great. Like, this is my little thing moment. And I'm saying it's a little thing moment. And I only took 30 seconds, but something in me shifted. That's what you're saying. You know, I had a feeling, feeling of a time from before, a feeling of being in the present, of wondering if it means something, right? Like, you have all these, you've made you've made a situation like there was raccoons crossing the road into something that has a meaning for you, right? Because you're, this is what I like to say. We are meaning making machines. We will make meaning out of everything, right? For better or for worse, <laughs> right? But when you can say like, this is my little moment for today, right? This like sweet little moment that I'm making, I'm giving it meaning, right? And so many times we ascribe negative meaning to things that yeah. we forget that we could either be neutral or it might be something special to us. Or like you said, if it could be a little thing for you, how might that shift your day a bit? How might that set you up in another way? How might that be tweaking something in your mind to be a little more conscious or open-minded? It right? was the perfect message for me today, yeah. just like you were talking about before. I mean, the, the, one of the, the meanings of raccoon is to live in the moment and find each day to celebrate life in your own way. That's one of the messages. But when you read on about them, they warn you. They say, this is a sign where you have to let go of a situation, a person, belief, or a habit. You have to let go of that. You have to look inward to stop. This is like one little thing <laughs> has given me this big. And the reason I'm, I'm bringing it up is how often do you get symbols in your life? How often oh, do things don't show up and you don't take the time? Oh my gosh. Can I, no, speaking of that, I have to tell you one symbol I had in my life. Yeah. An animal that was amazing. I was in Costa Rica at this yoga retreat center and they had beds, like kind of these cabins and they had um, skater netting over them. It was, it was a little bit rustic. When one day I came back from the showers to my bedroom and on my post was a huge 
what looked like from the outside to be a brown butterfly. But then when it opens its wings, it's blue. And it is just sitting there. And these are very very famous in Costa Rica. But the the butterfly is brown and then it's blue. And it's sitting on my bedpost. And I'm like, oh my God, it is the most beautiful, biggest butterfly I've ever seen. And I'm enraptured by the whole thing. Well, outside my cabin, this guy is walking down the path. Um, and he was one of the instructors and I don't know who, how many people speak English not, or Spanish or whatever. I don't know anything. And I'm um, basically is my, after my first day there and he just walks by where I am and he says, ah, and cause I'm like Mariposa, Mariposa. And he goes, ah, transformation. <laughs> and then he just walks, he just keeps walking. And then the, the whole reason I was in Costa Rica at this yoga place was like, I was looking for transformation. I wanted to like open myself up to stuff. I'd been going through a bad breakup and my life was changing. And I was like, who am I now moment? But all he said was all that really happened in real life. There was a butterfly on my bedpost and a man said, ah, transformation. And then I took that <laughs> and made it meaningful for me. But that of my whole trip to Costa Rica, you know what I remember most? Butterfly on my bedpost. Exactly. Weeks and weeks traveling around, going to yoga retreat, taking adventures, doing zip lines, hiking around, seeing volcanoes. But if you said, what's the one memory from Costa Rica? I would say seeing that blue butterfly and feeling like transformation was possible for me yeah. because it was a symbol. But see how I made up a whole story. I love that you did that, though, because you see, you know, did you actually make up a story or was that the message that was meant to be given to you? I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like the butterfly was the catalyst. What you did with that, what I'm doing with the raccoon, when I looked this up and I leaned into it and, you know, it says this is a signal that you should accept the gifts being offered. This is a symbolism that me reminds you to leave no stone unturned in your quest for the resolution. Look at the whole picture, you know, um, th- you'll get the solution. You know, raccoon tells you ingenuity is what you have. And then it goes on and it says something interesting. And it says both the raccoon is both shy and charismatic at the same time. And I said, you know, that is interesting about me. I'm very shy. I know, laugh. Go ahead. Laugh out loud. Go ahead, Carrie. Laugh out loud. I am really shy. I mean, no, when I people... can see that about you, though. I could see that. Can you possibly. see it? Yes, I can see it because I see you too as a performer and being on stage and doing things like this. But I also see the private side of you, the things that you're close with your friends about. Um, I, I could see two things being true for you at once. That, that you you do this on a certain level because it feeds something, but you're, it doesn't mean you're yeah. naturally extroverted and like that this is your, a lot of extroverted people and introverted people, I think it missed like, oh, I can't do that because I'm an introvert. I can't do that because I'm an extrovert or I'm shy or whatever. You, you're shy and you do it anyway. Or yep. show up yep. So I could see that. And that's why I love talking with you about the little things today because what I want to invite our listeners to do is the following. It doesn't have to be a big list. Like today, the raccoon, that face of that raccoon, that thing is, that's like it's embedded on my soul because the messaging in that is so powerful to me at the moment. It's such a reminder. Um, What is it that's showing up for all of you today? You know, there's another thing you want to see, you want me to say something that's really interesting. One of the other things, if you look at Carrie's screen right now, you'll see a twinkly tree. And you'll see in my background, a twinkly tree. And 
people say to me, okay, we know why you do stuff like that. You're like just a little bit off. You know, if you come in my house, I have little lights that go on on timers. But there's something about reminding ourselves of the brightness. So that is a reminder. And why don't we invite people today to step up and look at the little things without judgment? Mm-hmm. A raccoon family, people would say, eh, good thing you didn't hit him, Pat. I mean, I could hear my friend, like, how did you not hit him? And then Linda would say, if you hit them, you would never be able to live with yourself because that's how I feel. But this is the message. And I'm going to lean into this today. And I got to tell you, everything I read about this was a perfect message for me. So can you, Carrie, invite people today to look at the little things, but feel them, to ask that little thing what it wants to share, right? Yes. And especially the invitation is so great because it's not with judgment about, am I doing it right or wrong? It's an invitation to be open to like looking at your life, where you are in the present moment and not faking, like, I guess I should be grateful because of a job, or I guess I should be like, kind of like, okay, what am I grateful for? It's not about a gratitude practice. That's a separate thing to me. Noticing the little things are the things that are in our, are in our environment that either spark joy or bring comfort or understanding or peace or something like that so like to me the idea of even sometimes my access to taking a really long deep breath to me is a little thing to like reset me right but also being aware of my environment and and I think we all can do this even in the midst of chaos we can look around us and say what's a little thing in this moment right and again it's for peace comfort hope awareness, interest, joy. What, what is the little thing though, that you might look back? And I I just have to say this too. Sometimes I'll ask people, if you could go back in time and you, you, you thought about something that was a little thing, but is actually a big thing, you know, what would you say? And sometimes people give the most interesting answers. Cause I'm like, you can't talk about when you got married or had kids or graduated anything like that would be a big thing, right? A little thing that at the moment, just was a thing. And then later you're like, wow, that really shifted something for me or that was helpful or it's something, you know, because sometimes when we attach, when we know, oh, in the past, when I have noticed little things or I've had those things, it's actually carried me, you know, forward in some ways. So sometimes we have to remember that we do have little things and we do have to remember what grounds us, what gives us hope or comfort or peace or joy, like all those things that that's what we're looking for in the little things and not to judge your little things by someone else's little things, right? Because then it gets all convoluted. It, you're, it's a very um, solo journey, if you will, uh, one that only you can appreciate. And then that's why I love that the world is big enough for all of us because the things that are my little things won't be yours. And that's okay. It's not supposed to be that way. I'm on my own journey, right? Seeing the world from my perspective. So I encourage you to think like, what are the little things for me in my life right now? Not what they should be, what they are, what they are in this moment. I want to take, I want to just reference the board you have behind you, if you, if you don't mind, if I do that. And Olivia, thank you so beautifully for the framing you're doing on this on Facebook Live. It's just brilliant. Um, and I want to talk about them because when I look at those, I have a childhood that has very few memories. And it wasn't until my uncle handed over to me his pictures from God knows when. And he did a lot of this before he passed away. Um, 
but I want to take a moment to look behind you because each one of them is a little thing. Yes. But each one of them by themselves has, and I didn't look at them all because I can't see them all, but each one of them has so much emotional love. I am so reminded. I think I'm going to cry. I think I'm going to get a little teared up about this at the moment. It just talks to who you are, though. See, that's why you're so brilliant at what you do. That's why you're an expert when it comes to emotional intelligence. That's why when people want you to come out and speak, you blow them away. Because you understand the power of little things, one by one by one. And the meaning for when you have an accumulation of them and how you move beyond existing into living. Isn't that what today's show is about, Carrie? Oh my gosh, that's a perfect summary. And I, I didn't even think to bring up my picture board behind me, but all of this is, is little moments of my life that bring me joy. And the reason I have it here in my practice, in my office, is because sometimes it's a great access point for people to say, what's this? What's that? But each of these is a special picture or memory or an experience to me that that is exactly what you're saying. And I, I like to live in that way, right? I need reminders of that. And I want to share that with people too. I want to share that because when you, when you share your little things, it gives permission for yeah. other people to share theirs. Again, without judgment, but with curiosity and kindness and excitement for what, like your raccoon thing is going to make me laugh all day long, right? Because I, I got some insight into you, right? And you noticing that behind me, that's how I express myself. That gives you insight into me, right? And that in the end brings us closer together, which is beautiful. It is. I want to thank you for today. And I want to ask you again to tell people how they can find out about you, but also the people that listen to the shows are from all walks of life. And I just want to say to those of you out there that are in organizations, Please think about, Carrie, when you're thinking about how someone speak to you about emotional intelligence or other things, please think about her. You know, you're getting a snippet of who she is today. I get to talk to her about a whole bunch of things off air. Uh, but Carrie, again, please tell people how they can find out about you, but also what's your personal message. And I, I, I can't wait till we do the next show. What's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today? Okay, I want to leave you with a few things. So you can find me at KnutsonSpeaks.com. Um, and part of the things I like to do with my presenting, like EQ has just been a jumping point for so many things. Like right now I'm doing a big talk called Thriving Through Change, which is a lot of like, how are we going to get through this time? And also self-care and compassion, fatigue, burnout, and stress. So like all of my talks are gained to like, how can I really help people in this moment, right? And my, my closing message today is if you could really be present in your life, whatever the circumstances, remember not living in the past, not living in the future, but finding peace in the present. How could you use this idea of, I'm gonna bring some awareness into my life today to notice some little thing that brings me joy, peace, comfort, hope, whatever whatever that feeling that you need is, and just, just be there for a moment and let yourself experience what that could be like to be in the moment and find peace in whatever moment that you're in. You have been listening to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will help you to know which thoughts are keeping you small in order for you to get big. Get big and live your life out loud. 
For more information, visit knutsonspeaks.com.